Welcome to the Coaching Connection Podcast, brought to you by the Gateway Training Center, the home for all of your life coach training needs. I am Katie Rushton, educator and your trusted friend in the coaching world. I am here to share with you best practices, coaching examples, and tools to help you on your professional coaching journey. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Coaching Connection Podcast. I'm Katie Rushton, your coach educator, and on today's episode, I would like to introduce you to a simple and effective tool to help you when you get to the part of the coaching discussion where the person you are working with is setting goals and considering the action steps that will make up that smart goal or short-term goal that's going to lead to something more long-term. I have noticed that when we are coaching and especially with training coaches, when you are new, it's easy to hear a goal, an option of something that a person could do, and to then become a little bit more directive and jump on that and say, okay, great goal. What are we going to do? How are we going to make that a smart goal? Before we've asked our participants, with all of the options that you have mentioned so far, what would you like to do? Can you hear the difference? The first time is we ask somebody, what could you do? They share two or three options. We pick one and say, what's next? No, we need to stop and pause and ask those that we are working with out of the options you've mentioned, which one sounds like one you could implement? What would you like to start doing first? And that brings me to the tool taught by Tony Stutzfuss. It's called Could Do, Want To, Will Do. The Could Do, Want To, Will Do model. And it is as simple as it sounds. We naturally ask, what could you do? The part that we sometimes skip is, what do you want to do? Sometimes those that we are working with, they come up with these ideas and they, they've tried them before and so they perhaps don't want to do them. <laughs> and before we can run off with creating a goal around that, an action step, we need to make sure that we are asking, well, what do you want to do? And perhaps out of those options arises another option, something that they haven't thought about before, or maybe you need to explore some more and ask other questions that could bring out completely different options before you get to the, what do you want to do? And just by asking that question, you will know what direction to go. Because if you ask the question, what do you want to do? And your person says, well, I'm not sure. I'd like to explore some more. Then you know you can go back to the could do stage and ask more questions to explore different avenues. If the person you are working with knows exactly what they want to do, then you have a level of commitment. And moving forward from that, then you can ask them, what will you do? Now we're going from commitment to action steps, to high buy-in, to creating that roadmap for the next steps. And these could be small steps that happen between sessions, and they, they could be something even larger 
that is going to get them close to who they want to become. Once you get commitment and you are starting to develop the roadmap with your participant, what do you need to do next? You need to assess commitment. And to do this, you can use a scaling question. On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to this action step or multiple steps that you've mentioned and created moving forward? If the person says, well, I'm at a, a six or a seven, there are multiple things you can do in response. One idea could be, what do you need to address to get you to a nine and a 10? Or you could take a motivational interviewing concept path, which is where you ask, you mentioned that you're at a six or a seven, somewhere in between. What made you say that versus a three or a four? And by doing it this way, you are actually evoking more change talk. Therefore, you are evoking from within that level of commitment and motivation. So that is two ways that you can use scaling questions to go up, to get to a 10, or to invite the person you're working with to think a little bit deeper on just why they said the number that they said and what that means to them. Furthermore, you want to have a discussion about obstacles. Ask the person you are working with what obstacles might stand in their way that they need to prepare for in advance that you can discuss together in your session. Then, if you are working on a goal or an action step that is externally based, something more practical, for example, then Tony Stoltzfus also teaches this idea of how to test the effectiveness of the action step. And he calls this CD squared. Clarity, date book, commitment, and deadline. Clarity, date book, commitment, and deadline. Clarity around the roadmap. Clarity around what the person is committing to do that they know exactly the A to the B to the C in terms of moving forward and what they are going to do between the sessions or even longer than between the sessions, but they have that clarity. There's no question in their mind of the steps that they are about to take. And you as the coach also are able to take notes on those commitments as well. So you have clarity. Date book. This step can be scheduled as something specific on a, at a specific time or a specific date. In other words, the person has made this commitment and they know when it's going to happen. It's already planned. <laughs> it's already on the calendar. They know that tomorrow at 6 a.m. they're going to wake up. Of course, I made that one up, but hopefully you get my point. <laughs> the next one, commitment. The person you are working with knows exactly what they will do. You've addressed their commitment level. You've had a conversation about that. You've explored anything that needs to be explored so that commitment is high. Alongside commitment, also check in with the person's level of confidence. We could call that the, the two C's, commitment and confidence. We want to make sure that we are helping to create that internal connection to self-efficacy and self-confidence. I know what I'm doing and I have the confidence to be able to do it. And part of that is also looking at accountability. 
Sometimes as coaches, at the end of the session, we will ask, how can I help you achieve this? How can I help you remain accountable to what you have committed to do? At first, in the beginning of the coaching relationship, I think that that is a great step to include. At some point, we need to switch accountability from us to developing accountability from within and also leaning on support systems. Who within your network or who within your company or who within your family can help you remain accountable? Back to the path. I may have taken a (laughs) sidestep there to expand somewhat on the commitment part of the CD squared. The last D is a deadline. I've set a date for completion. When I introduced this, I did mention that this is helpful for when the person you are working with is setting goals that are external or practical. If your coach E is working on an internal goal, something that is more about becoming, that is not as easy to measure, for example, if you want to bridge in SMART goals for a moment, then you might not want to set a deadline. You know, it might sound somewhat funny to say, when's the deadline for you becoming more patient? We need to have a level of flexibility and also recognize that not all changes are goals. We need to recognize that there is a difference between this is who I want to become and this is something that I want to do by a certain date. Congratulations, you have now successfully ended your coaching session. The roadmap has been created. Everybody has clarity about what's going to happen moving forward. And you say goodbye, looking forward to your next session. Question, what do you do at the beginning of your following session? Simple, have a debrief, do it at the beginning address all of the action steps and commitments made, follow up on anything you said that you would do if needed, and only spend about three to five minutes of your session talking about action steps. And then be sure to ask the person that you're working with, what is going to be the most important thing that we can discuss today in our session to help you move forward? Or a question like that. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's very easy to have a debrief about past steps and just jump in with a new set of goals around those same action steps before checking in with our participant, our coach E. What is it that you want to do this week moving forward? To recap, debrief at the beginning of the session. Spend three to five minutes going over the roadmap steps from last week and check in with your participant, coachee, what is it that you would like to focus on this week? Sometimes that will naturally build upon the past week and sometimes you may go a completely different direction. As you reflect on this episode, consider what has stood out to you, areas that you want to focus on and strengthen as part of your own coaching style. Choose that area and then practice. Happy coaching.